Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Roto Slappers podcast. And this is a little spinoff of Floor Slapper Sports podcast. It's uh, Street's little baby, and I'm happy that I'm here to help guide the ship. And as always, your boy, TK, FloorSlapperSports.com in the house. And I'm not alone. Like I just said, we are doing the Roto Slappers podcast, Street's baby, which means Street's is in the house. What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm good. What a wild week one. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. But we're back, man. There's nothing better. Crazy, an absolute crazy week one. And Streets is here. I'm here. And we got our third. We got all three of us in the house. Mike Dog, what's good, baby? What's up, boys? Excited to talk a little fantasy? Yeah, man. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to have you guys here talk some football, dude. And and let's let's get right into it. First of all, let's talk a little Chicago Bears. Just let's very brief. But how how was your weekend? Mike, Doug, and I spent the weekend together. Well, I shouldn't say the weekend, but we spent the afternoon <laughs> together. The whole we watched, weekend. We watched the <laughs> Bears game. We got down on some pizza. It was a fucking good afternoon. Bears Go win. Bad, bad um, they did have some candles on sale this weekend, my wife was telling me. They had the uh, three candles. I fucking like $12.99, dude. If you can get them, get them. You know, that's the that's good shit. But no, we watched the game. We got a Bears win. Nothing better, Bears football, red zone, streets. How was your weekend, man? How you feeling, dude? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, I got to watch the inaugural start, first start for J.J. McCarthy Saturday night. Rolled in seven hours of red zone Sunday by myself on the couch in Sunday night football. It was good. Great. Good, good stuff. And Mike, I know I did go to the pool too. I should throw that in in case my wife is listening. We did go to the we took we went to the pool, an indoor pool, had a little fun with the family. So, do you think your wife? Do you think your wife actually listens? Huge fan. Yep, huge fan. Thank you. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) this will be on. If she's not, we're down to six. Yep. (laughs) At some point, this will be on at her work, like on the loudspeaker. In her, so all the people in cubicles will hear it again. So that's great. That's great. So maybe like yeah. eight. Shout out appreciate to them. that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely appreciate that. Hell yeah, absolutely. Mike, how was your weekend, bro? Great weekend. Football is back. I got to sit there and watch football with my guy TK, eat some great pizza, catch a buzz or three. And um, the Bears won. I don't want to say shock the world because your boy TK was telling you all fucking week that the Bears were going to win that game. So, um, but anytime the Bears win and the Packers lose, uh, great day. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. And let's get let's get into the fantasy aspect of it. Then we'll get into studs and duds of the week. Streets. Let's start start out with your. Uh, we'll do duds first, and I guess we'll get into studs. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll start with the bad news, and then we'll work our way into the good news. All right, my bad news, I guess we're going to go with my dud of the week, is uh, the, the the biggest hype train himself, steamrolling, 
into the, I mean, ADP 120, 100, 90, 70, 60, 55. Whoo, he was coming in hot. Damian Pierce then went, what a horrible debut. A little bit maybe to blame on Lovey there because I'm not quite sure. Like I get Rex Burkhead's the passing down guy in that system, especially for now until Damian Pierce can chip away at it and improve at it. But like the game was close, no? Like this game script didn't really depict to just get out there and throw the ball over and over again. So it's kind of a little surprising to see just 11 touches for Damian Pierce in that game, uh, especially with that huge hype train rolling in. I'm sure as the season goes, we'll – we will see that change. But as of now, in the lovely words of Lovey Smith, Rex is our running back. <laughs> you've been waiting. To, you've been waiting to use that for like a Oh, I have. Time. I know. It's been and, and, and it's, a, it's surprising that he didn't get more touches because they were winning 20 to 3 at yeah. one point. So they, they had a, a lead where you'd think that they would have leaned on the running back a little bit more. But Correct. Mike, who you got as your dud? Well, <laughs> I mean, there's just an obvious play here. This guy probably shit on lots of teams as he shit on. I had, I had a couple shares of him. The worst part about this guy is, I don't even want to say his name right now. The worst part about this guy is, in my big league, I, I, I'm in a, I'm in a partner league, and um, I, I hyped Daryl Henderson. I'm like, they won a Super Bowl with this guy. He's a veteran. They trust him. They like him. And then I still threw out a couple shares of Cam Akers and some other leagues, and I started them. And he dropped the infamous goose egg. I mean, three touches. I think he was in for like 15 snaps or something like that, 14% opportunity. 0.0 points. I mean, you couldn't fall forward one time? Yeah, so he's my biggest dud. Maybe, I mean, off the hype train of him going in as being the lead dog, which he absolutely was not. I mean, there was quite a few guys, though, if you want to go up and down a few different teams, that guys were supposed to be a lead dog, and uh, one and twos might have been flipped. I was worried about that going in the last night with Melvin Gordon and Javante, but Javante was the lead dog. Um, but, yeah, Cam Akers, I'll say his name. Fuck you, and good luck next week on my teams. Thank you. Yeah, that's about it's just a bizarre one. I and hype train is right. I mean, what this guy started creeping up to what third round ADP. So like he was being drafted to be that guy for everybody that was drafting him, basically. So that was right, probably right. horrifying for anybody that has Cam Akers. <laughs> yeah, I wish man, I had especially to see the way like, the way he couldn't the way he wasn't blocking specifically when he was in there. I think that probably really turned Sean McVay off. I don't know how it, you know, how that leads for him going forward, but a dud that I have, and I'm not going to deep dive too much into this. I asked you guys before the game started, James Cook or Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst, I played over James Cook. James James Cook, negative points, a fumble, that's it. You had Devin Singletary out there, you had Zach Moss out there, and you had James Cook, very limited action, and fumbling in the limited action that he had. So what, what does that um, do for you guys going forward with James Cook? Well, he's in a doghouse because he fumbled and he's a rookie, so he's going to claw his way out of that. But he, I'm get, he will. It's just going to be. You could maybe drop him for now if you don't have a roster spot, but uh, I, I feel like towards the end of the season he'll he might be okay still. But 
he, he definitely enters the doghouse week one. That fumble's I not like, going to help him. I feel like we've seen Zach Moss more than I thought we would. Yeah. So, um, I'm off the James Cook bandwagon. All not this is I great for Devin it To begin with. Um, you know, he was a good last roster spot guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't like him going forward. I think Singletary showed some burst a little bit. I think they want him to be good for some reason. And um, I, I would definitely try to get shares of Singletary. I like him. Okay. Who you guys got as your – or uh, we did – you guys got as your studs. Streets, let's start with you, man. Welcome back, Saquon Barkley. Whew. That was a uh, – like, it was just fantastic is the way to sum that up. 164 rushing yards. He saw seven targets, caught six passes for 30 yards. Um, like, this was a classic Saquon game. Like, this is the Saquon that we saw a few years ago. Uh, with Brian Dayball now, a year removed since the, industry, uh, since the injury. Like, arrows pointing up. This was good to see, especially for anybody that invested in him because you – had to use a third round pick to take him. So, congrats, Saquon. Mike, who do you got, man? Michael Pittman Jr. A lot of people were screaming from the mountaintops. <laughs> 13 targets, nine catches, 121 yards, and a tutty. And, um, yeah, you drafted him in your third, maybe even reached for him in your two. You think he was going to be a stud, and he panned out. I uh, I have a stack with him and Jonathan Taylor, and they both showed out unbelievably. And it was, uh, you know, that 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 automatically, you know, how you become like a pseudo like three percent Indianapolis Colts fan now. So you're like, <laughs> go Colts all year. You're kind of, kind of rooting for them. You're like, those are my guys now. I'm, I'm stacked up on that team. So yeah, yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. He's the man. I love seeing that. Oh, that's so great. I think he's like my most rostered player across the board. So that was nice to see him come out the gate and do exactly what we thought he was going to do. And yes, I also have a league with him and Taylor. Um, and now I'm probably a Colts fan. Also, it gave me like the vibes when I started becoming like a Steeler fan when that season I had Bell and Brown. Oh man. <laughs> That was fun. All right, cool. Yeah, so uh, you guys got a couple of good studs there. It was nice to see the usual suspects, though. Justin Jefferson absolutely went off. He had nine receptions, two touchdowns, 180-plus yards. That was fucking great to see. It's always nice to see your horses go and get their yards. But we had a couple of injuries this week. It really hurt me. Dak Prescott went down. I got him in three leagues. I got... In two leagues, I have a, a three cowboy, uh, a three three shares of cowboys. I got Dak, I got Speedy Lamb, and I got Dalton Schultz. Give me a three cowboy stack in. Damn, after week one, I'm not feeling good about that anymore. So we had, and we also had uh, Elijah Mitchell go down. San Francisco running back, he's out for two months. And then I know Keenan Allen went down, but I don't know how long that or how long that injury is for. He might. Be they got back. a short. Uh, it's a, they play Thursday, so I have, he's probably not going to play this week because of the short week. All right. So, yeah, those are the those three big Thursday ones. Week. And then Lamb and Schultz, obviously, are going to be affected by Dak's injury. So, let's go to the waiver wire. 
who do you guys like this week? Streets, we'll start with you, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. So, with that said, I guess we'll start quarterback, huh? Um, my quarterback that I would – this is kind of the Dak thing, and I do have Dak in a couple leagues too, so my number one quarterback priority would actually be Jameis Winston right now. Although you might need to, if you have a roster spot, kind of look to maybe uh, find two quarterbacks this week to use because he does play the Bucks, and that's a pretty that is a tough matchup. Um, but season long, Jameis Winston would be my top priority at quarterback. We saw the return of Michael Thomas this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara should get a little bit more involved. We saw Jarvis Landry look pretty good. Like, there's stuff around them. They got the Swiss Army knife, tight end, slash quarterback, slash running back, slash wide receiver, slash whatever the hell he is out there. He does everything in Taysom Hill. Like, there's enough around that offense to to score some points. So, yes, Jameis Winston would be my number one quarterback waiver at for week two. Okay. Mike, who you got? Especially man? if you lost Dak. I mean, if you lost Dak, that for sure. There's no doubt about it. So if if Carson Wentz is out there as well, you like you like Winston over Wentz all day. Yes, I well for season long, yes. So if if you lost Dak, I would prioritize Jameis Winston. If you if you're just streaming quarterbacks, I could see you. Can you have a I don't like an Aaron Rodgers, let's say, or something like that, and you're a little iffy right now on him. Yeah, I could see you going and streaming Carson Wentz this week, but we'll get into that later, and I'll explain why later. That's okay. part of another segment. All right. All right. <laughs> Mike, who you got, man? Um, you want my quarterback or a start of the week? <laughs> waiver mean, wire, Ed. Yeah, waiver wire, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't I, have to be a quarterback either. You can do – honestly, we could probably do anything. We could just spit him. I don't know why. I just used a quarterback. But Yeah, you could. Whoever whoever you want, your waiver wire additions. <laughs> I think uh, Robbie Anderson is a good pickup. He's rostered in 37.6% of squads. I think he had a pretty solid week. He's got burner speed. Baker likes to take chances. I think, um, you know, him and DJ Moore, I I wonder if they're going to be like one of those teams that has like the switch off week. You know, they kind of go back and forth type deal. But Robbie Anderson takes the lid off squads. And um, I think – I think he had seven or eight targets last week. So I think going forward, he could be a guy to uh, roster up. Okay, cool, cool. Streets, who else you got, man? So my – look, I'll stick to the little injury bad news side here, unfortunately. Um, so my next one, we'll switch to running back here. And I would also prioritize Jeff Wilson. Uh if you're in need for a quarterback, he's also probably like the prototypical. If you went heavy zero RB in this draft, like Jeff Wilson will be perfect for you, and that should be your top priority. Like if you have, if it's a fab league, go ahead and blow a big chunk of it on Jeff Wilson. He might only last three weeks, but because uh, that just seems how it goes with San Francisco running backs. But as you know, having a shanty running back that gets multiple touches per game usually equates to double-digit fantasy points. 
Yeah. I would take a yeah. flyer too. I don't know who the number two is going to be there yet. Is it going to be TDP or is it going to be Jordan Mason? That's something I'm not quite sure. We kind of we kind of we'll wait and see. But if either if you're in a deeper league, especially for sure, take a flyer on TDP and Jordan Mason. If Jordan Mason, I'm, either one to be honest, whichever you can get your hands on, if you have that bench spot on, because as we know, there's a good there's a good chance Jeff Wilson gets banged up in a couple weeks. He might not make it. And, it could be TDP to the moon for a month then. So, Okay. All right. Mike, you got anybody else? I was going to bring up TDP. I like that. I, I think I think they drafted him for a reason. I think that, that he's going to get – I think he might get more love than Wilson. I think Wilson might be their change of pace with him. He was inactive last week, so that might be wishful thinking. Um, but he's definitely available all over the place. He's definitely worth a roster spot. He could be one of those game changers for the year. So, yeah. Okay. You, 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 the thing is, you could probably use both. I remember like the Moster era, and I forgot the other guy's name now at this point, though. But like when, when San Francisco gets, especially the way, uh, especially if they hold Trey, Trey Lance back a little bit after last week, there's a good chance two running backs put up double digit points in San Francisco this week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, streets. You got anybody else? Yeah, we can. We got tons. You can go read the rest too. If there's anything that we're uh, not covering here. Oh yeah, the crank, article. Crank, crank them out, bro. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. As I just try to, we'll try to go through them quickly. Though a couple of them here on the pod. Yeah. So if we're gonna keep going, and the I'll just move over to tight end then, and uh, let's see. There you go. I don't know if that helps you or not. But yeah, actually, we're going to save tight end for a reason. I'm going to. I'll tell you why when we get to our start sit too. So I'm going to go with Rex Burkhead. We'll go to him next now on our waiver wire pickups here. Uh, as we just said, Damian Pierce fizzled out. That was horrible. Um, I know Lovey sat at that podium yesterday and said we got to get Damian Pierce more involved, but. Rex Burkhead is the clear passing down back. Um, he saw eight targets in that game. He Anyone who is going to see that 19 touches basically is almost a top 30 running back um, and has to be rostered. So if you lost, it's, and even as they're working, if you can't get your hands on a Jeff Wilson or a 49ers running back, um, I think Rex Burkhead could be your top priority also for a one-week uh, filler at this point if you're needing it. Uh, while we're waiting to see Damian Pierce get involved. The workload is there. Could be a decent flyer also. Okay. All right. And what about wide receiver? Wide receiver? Who do you got there? Oh, I had – so Robbie Anderson is a good one, obviously. Also, And I'm, I also like Curtis Samuel. Uh, I He's not going to see 11 targets every single week. So that the target, it's going to vary a little bit. Jahan Dotson looked really good. They still got Scary Terry out there. So, like, the targets might not always be there, but he added four carries. So he's kind of their little Swiss Army knife, like a Debo Samuel light, uh, Cordell Patterson type guy. Um, so he should see he should see enough work to sort of garner some flex points each week, in, especially in PBR leagues. Uh, if he catches a couple passes, 
runs for 20, 30 yards. I mean, we're getting, we'll be inching to those double digit points per week. Kind of what you're looking for here. So yes, I like Curtis Samuel also. Unfortunately, uh, I looked up when I was looking at raw, like own like rostered percentage. Jahan Dotson was 1% over, so I couldn't use him. I use 50% as a threshold, obviously, but so it kind of sucked. That would have been a fun one. I'm surprised Dotson was <laughs> only 50, 50% owned. It seemed like he was getting drafted all the time. Yeah, well, that's because we play in like the deepest of deep leagues. Yeah, true, 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 that, true that, for sure. <laughs> you got us in an auction league with like nine flex spots. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Shit. <laughs> All right, who else do you got? You got any other wide receiver, a couple tight ends? What you got? Tyler Higby. He's owned in 49.8% of leagues, right under the threshold. Go get you some Higby. 11 targets in his uh, – uh, and opening, I think, get the most targets for a tight end this week. So, Higby's a guy I would like to get. Tight end for me will be Everett, but he's also going to be in my start of the week. So, I can save the, the meat and potatoes of why for that. All right. Which is probably so a perfect segue then. I was, I was going to say, dive, <laughs> dive, dive right in. We could start right. We could start at tight end. I don't know if we need to because we kind of just did work our way back up here and start to the. So yes, my the, the cat's out of the bag now at this point. But yeah, my start of the week for tight end is going to be Gerald Everett. There's no doubt about it. Um, obviously these are I kind of when I when I do these starts, I'm just kind of looking for guys that are like your fringe bench flex tight end two type guys like obviously uh you're gonna start your studs every single week and things like so i try to find some randoms when i do this so yes gerald everett is going to be that he ran the second most routes for the los angeles chargers on sunday um was looked at in the red zone i he kind of assumed the jared cook rule that's something i kind of figured he was going to do and if you watch the touchdown replay like he is just a way different animal than Jared Cook too. Like Jared Cook could catch the ball and fall down. There was no yak for Jared Cook. There was that was a statue of Jared Cook, an old guy running every time he caught the ball last year. He was slow, couldn't break a tackle, couldn't do anything. You saw Gerald Everett like bully the defender when he caught that pass and scored a touchdown. Like the yak like that's why I like him so much because if he's gonna see 83 targets, he's gonna get the yak. He's athletic, he's much faster. Uh and I do see double digit touchdown in his name this week, and especially this week, why he's my start is because I think Keenan Allen is not going to play on the short week um, with the hamstring. He could consume a much larger target share in a short week as a security blanket for Justin Herbert. So, yes, I like Gerald Everett. Okay. So we're standing on the roof screaming that now for weeks, but that's <laughs> – so we'll do like He's tight gonna... ends and then just like swing it around. So Mike, who do you like at tight end to start? Guy I just mentioned Tyler Higby. Like <laughs> I said, he, he didn't have the greatest the greatest week with five for thirty nine, but he had eleven targets. And you want to see you want to see him involved in the offense, and I think um, that's an offense that should obviously get better. <laughs> yeah, there's better days ahead for that offense. 
and I didn't even put him in my top 200. And you guys called me out on that, by the way, the last time. Um, <laughs> and I just had reasons, but 11 targets can't go unnoticed. Like, uh, he's a really good streamer and waiver wire pickup this week. So, all right. So let's go. Especially to, uh, since since you like to share that video with us the other day of Allen Robinson dogging it already out there. So <laughs> sure was. He sure was. <laughs> so do you guys want to run your sits at each position, or you want to? Yeah. All right. We can all do right, sits so, then. We might as cool. well then move on. Then. So who do you who do you got uh, at tight end sit? I'm gonna sit Albert O this week. Uh Decent debut, but like. The entire first half, he just threw to tight ends and Javante Williams. That's Russell Wilson. Um, I, there's way too many tight ends out there. It also, there was guys I had never even heard of catching passes for Denver in that game. I was trying to look it up. I was like, who is this? I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, I don't like tight end committees. And I, and I know for a fact that moving forward, they're going to want to get Sutton and Judy involved earlier and more often, and they're going to see more targets um, in each game. So if that's the, if that's the ceiling for Alberto, I'm going to, I'm going to fade this week. I'm going to, I'm going to sit Irv Smith Jr. Because I was one of those guys that thought you could stream tight ends. And uh, my first go round was Irv Smith Jr. And, um, I think he had uh, two targets and was on the field for seventeen or uh, nineteen snaps. And then uh, after the game, O'Connell says he'll have big weeks when we decide to involve that part of the game or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hope Good. speak mumble jumbo. Well, I mean, that just means that you know it'll be you know inconsistent. It sounds like, and that's by by design. And uh, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, that he was. I believe what out targeted. I don't even know who Johnny Munt is, by the way, and he was out targeted by him. So, or saw the same targets as him. But I do like Irv Smith Jr. I think he'll have better days. But you're right. We got to see it first. <laughs> All right, let's go to the quarterback position. Streets, who you got at quarterback starting? My start is Carson Wentz. Also, when my was in the waiver wire thing, um, we just saw Detroit Lions basically give up almost 500 total yards to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, I think another big day could be a shootout type game, high-scoring affair. Neither one of them has an overly great defense. I think you can get some points out of uh, Carson Wentz this week. So if you're streaming, I would start Carson Wentz. All right. Mike, who you got? I think uh, a really good option this week is uh, if you're going to stream somebody to start would be Matt Ryan going against the Jags. I think that offense is cooking. Uh, maybe cooking is not the worst since they just tied to the Texans. But I think that <laughs> offense could be cooking better. They have the, the, the ways to make it cook. I mean, I think um, uh, Pittman and Taylor and even Naeem Hines out of the backfield, they got, you know, Matt Ryan's got some options there. And I think uh, – I think he'd yep. be a good option to start, especially like against the, the Jags. Quick, name someone in the Jags secondary. Exactly. I got nothing. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey? Long yeah, gone. The ghost of Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Might still be their best defender, the ghost of Burton. I like Matt Ryan too this week. All right, Streets. 
who is your sit at the quarterback position? Well, if we're going back to streaming, um, I'm going to go with my waiver wire pickup of the week, baby, Jameis Winston. Uh, <laughs> as funny as that sounds, I know fantasy is such a weird game. Like, if I lose Dak, I got to think season long, right? So that's why I want Winston. But then in the short term, I really don't want Winston versus the Bucks. Uh, especially if there's like a Carson Wentz sitting around out there or something like that. So if you are picking up, I mean, he's 30% owned or something. So there's a bunch of teams that have him already. And I'm sure he's a QB two and super flex for a lot of teams. Um, yeah. So I'd look, I'd look elsewhere for that again. Okay. Mike, who you got? Dak Prescott. <laughs> you you <laughs> soon? want to start Too Dak soon? Prescott this week. God. All right, I'm over him. Um, a, a lot of times when you draft a guy like Trey Lance, you, you handcuff him with someone later, potentially. I think you might want to sit out on Trey Lance and see what he's going to give you first. And I'm not saying week one's indicative of what he will be because that was a shit show of a field and an environment and a game. So, um, But he might be a wait-and-see approach is all yeah. I'm saying. So that's one I might just, like I said, sit back on a little bit. All right, all right. Let's go to running back streets. Who you, is your start? Well, my start is going to be uh, Chase Edmonds is my start. Uh, I'm going to start him, and he, it sounds a little crazy, but take me down to check down city where the grass is green and the deep passes aren't pretty. So <laughs> basically, I feel Miami is going to struggle against Baltimore to throw the ball downfield, and I feel like it's going to be two is going to check down all game. I feel like it's going to be one of those games where Chase Edmonds, in ugly fashion, PPR gets like eight targets, has like seven catches or something, might only have 40, 50 yards, but he's still going to give you an RB2 floor this week. So I would still start Chase Edmonds. And obviously you can break one off when you see that kind of workload, which I expect in that checkdown city, uh, he could break one off. But, yes, I'm actually going to start Chase Edmonds this week. All right. Mike, what about you? <laughs> I think I – this feels like Captain Obvious right now, but after after what I've seen week one, so in love with Antonio Gibson right now. Everyone was worried all preseason. He got eight targets, caught seven balls. Carson Wentz is a scary berry back there. He's – He's get the ball out of my hand. He's flipping. And uh, I think Gibson got 130 scrimmage yards, eight targets. I mean, sign me up for a double dose of Antonio Gibson. All right. All right. Streets, who's your sit? (laughs) So this one, I'm going to go a little bit more in the early ADP finally because it's a sit. Uh, And I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit Zeke this week. Um, it's good Lord Cooper rush. They're not going to bring anyone in, obviously at this point, that's going to start this week. So it's the Cooper rush show on Sunday and they're playing Cincy, I believe. Let me, I don't have the schedule, but I believe it is Cincy, right? I'm trying to look. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. And Cincinnati just swallowed Najee Harris. Uh, so I'm not 
I, I would imagine they're just going to make Cooper Rush beat them come Sunday. And they're that offensive line is already in shambles in Dallas. So these are one of those games where I'm, I honestly am going to try to find something else to start over Zeke if I can. All right. Yep, that's fair. Mike, who you got? Who's your sit? Well, I hate to say this guy's name again. <laughs> um, but, but obviously a guy like Cam Akers is a guy you should probably not have in your starting lineup going into week two. No, see, that's a good one to say because there's a lot of people probably wondering, like, oh, man, what do I do? I mean, at, at, at what, I mean, you may have to start him. I don't know what your team looks like. You know, you, you may have to put him in the lineup, but you're not comfortable about it. You're not feeling good about it. I, in, in one league, went um, Akers and Dobbins. I went, no, let me, I went Elijah Mitchell, Akers, Dobbins in a 3-4-5 run. Not in that order. I don't remember the order I went in, in rounds 3-4-5. And, um, man, I was feeling like a mad genius. I'm like, man, I'm loaded. I'm running back. It's going to be safe. And uh, Dobbins missed week one. Akers didn't show up for week one. And Elijah Mitchell's out for two months after week one. So go me. Feeling good about that squad. I'm going to, you know, if I could, this is one of those squads you got to have a moral victory. And if I can make a playoff with this, with those guys all being, you know, who knows though? Dobbins and Akers could, could bounce back. But good Lord, that was just like a deflating week one on that squad. Can I hate a team anymore? Oh. <laughs> Awful. All right, let's wrap it up with wide receiver. Who is your wide receiver start of the week? For me, I'm going to go Julio Jones. Welcome back, Julio. Um, overall, I would say that the Bucks passing game was, was a little iffy on Sunday. I know you kind of went over it in your – if you haven't checked out the Tim King Power Rankings yet, go check out the Tim King Power Rankings, but – you said Brady's arm looks strong in the power rankings, <laughs> but I do expect, I do expect a better day passing the football. And Chris Godwin hamstring is going to be out um, probably for a couple weeks. Russell Gage is a little banged up, um, so after Mike Evans, I do see a, a little resurgence here possibly in Julio Jones, and I'm going to let it roll. Mike, who you got? Uh, this is a guy that was he was dropped. He didn't have the greatest ADP. I don't, I don't remember where he was drafted at, but Christian Kirk. I mean, he was all over the place. T Law loved him. Twelve targets. He got six pass, one hundred and seventeen yards. I mean, they're not going to be a team that's going to do well all year, I would imagine. So they're going to throw throw the ball around. They should be down a ton. Christian Kirk. I think he's a. Uh, I think he's a solid number wide a wide receiver two in your lineup every week, week in week out. All right, all right. And Streets, who is your sit? My sit this week is going to be a guy uh, who did decent for you in your lineup probably this past week, but uh, I'm going to sit Rashad Bateman this week. He's going to see a lot of Howard. Um, I don't know if the big play is going to be there. I know it only takes one play, but it just feels like it's a tough matchup for Bateman. He sees one of the best corners in the league. I feel like it's going to be a, a, a Mark Andrews day out there. So I'm sure where you drafted Bateman, you probably have other another option you could probably roll with at that point. Maybe even like a Drake London you got a couple rounds later or something. 
All right, Mike, who do you got? I am sitting Brandon Ayuk again. <laughs> I, I don't know if week one is indicative, but I don't think they're. I think they're going to want to pound the ball a little more. Maybe move Trey Lance around a little more. And unless Ayuk's getting all these sweeps, I'm I'm sitting Brandon Ayuk. Okay. All right. Um, I guess before we get out of here, let me ask you guys a, a, a couple questions. Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers, who do you want to start out of that group? Juju seemed to be the most busy. I can't say Travis Kelsey, right? So I'm going to say Juju. Well, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> How do you feel about starting Nicole or MVS, um, one of those guys? Uh, they be Look, that offense is good, right? Patrick Mahomes the best. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what PFF is smoking. And I don't know how they grade things, to be honest with you, after seeing he was the seventh-ranked quarterback in their grades this past week. But Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. So with him, it takes one play, right? It takes one play for Nicole Hardman. It takes one play for any of these guys. But uh, So I think if you're looking for flyers or you need a flex spot, you're hurting, sure. But I would prefer Juju. Okay. Yeah, I would like Juju or Mecole over MVS. Um, but any one of those guys is going to have a big day. I mean, even Sky Moore could come in and have a monster day in that squad, and I think that's the way they like it. I almost think I almost think the Chiefs are scarier because you know you had you had Kelsey and, and Hill, and you knew they were going to get a shit ton of targets. Each one of them. You still have Kelsey, but now on the outside, which way are they going? You can't lock in and you can't lean a defense one way. You can't lean a zone one way or the other. Which way are they going? That's scary. Didn't you say you said what in your in your ranking video? Nine different receivers. Yeah, nine different nine, people on a ball. Yep. He converted <laughs> passes to nine different um, players. Crazy. But, you spread, I mean, spread it all over the place. Not bad for being washed without Tyreek. You know what I mean? <laughs> System guy it was all Tyreek. Tyreek Tyreek had a great game too. Eight receptions, ninety six yards. AJ Brown had a monster fucking game debuting in Philadelphia. Ten receptions, hundred and fifty five yards. His wide receivers showed out. Devontae had a yeah, fucking I was monster say game. All yeah, these new Devontae new had a places. huge game. Yeah, I was uh, I was on that train of. Will Devontae Smith in Philly, um, will he be the guy or will A.J. Brown be the guy? And uh, I was scared about A.J. Brown. I I was down on him so big. And, man, there's nothing like a game like that to make you feel like a total fucking moron about A.J. Brown. And the thing is, is watching him, too, catching a slant and just beasting guys and stuff like that, he is an impressive specimen at wide receiver. Um, But, wow, I fucking – I was so down on him, and now I feel fucking like, because he was he, he was he was great. I mean, he's impressive, and Jalen Hurts is uh so much better than people think he is. I mean, he is a fun fantasy player. He's a that was a fun that was maybe the funnest first week. What do you think, Detroit and Philly for fantasy? That was fun. You had Swift and Hurts and AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders. <laughs> or if you had Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell, everyone was, was say, Gainwell, that game. Everyone I, scored. Imagine having to start like a Gainwell or a Scott because you had a um, Dobbins not not go or something like that, and you fucking came out with that week one. 
cheers to those guys. I always hate those guys too. Streets, you're that guy, you son of a bitch. I'm like, all right, Dobbins is out for Streets this week. Boom, plug and play, 12.7. I'm like, you motherfucker. You know, like every fucking time. So. Awesome. Yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys think Devontae Smith bounces back? You want to talk about a dud fucking heat goose egg this week, man. He egg also, yeah, I, there's better days ahead for him. For sure. Dallas Goddard also better days ahead. All right. Anything else you guys want to hit on before we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, I tried to figure out a way to make you feel better so that you're, you were depressed with all those cowboy stacks and how they're just fizzling. And uh, I did look back to see. I was like, all right, so let's see how this is going to go. Because uh, I'm sure everybody's sitting here right now. We All all of us have a share of C.D. Lamb. Like most of us, both, two of us I know. I don't know if Mike does or not. But um, are you wondering if you should play him? I, you have to. I'm. I'm gonna play him. Yeah, you have to play him until he shows otherwise. And I mean yeah. that. That's multiple so, weeks in a row. You know. So the good news is, at least the last time Cooper Cooper Rush started, uh, which was I think is a year ago, he started one game. In that game, Cee Lamb had six catches for 112 yards. I'll take that all day. Yeah, that's <laughs> 17 <laughs> points minimum. Yeah, I'll I'll take that all day. And I gotta yeah, think no. he, he'll he'll rely on um, Schultz too. Schultz. I think Schultz yeah. is fine because there's no doubt about it. Like a safety blank. Bad quarterbacks tend to find the tight end because it's just how it goes. So yeah, I do think you're right on Schultz. He should be okay. But I just wanted to throw that little lamb tidbit out there. Try yeah. to make a couple of people feel better, but I, I'm just upset about it because it was a fun stack to have, and you would think in that offense they're gonna be throwing three hundred yards a game in. Someone's got to yeah. catch those targets or those passes, and it was going to be all Lamb and all Schultz. I thought I was about to fucking feast, and I got yeah. Tolbert in a lot of those leagues on the bench just in case you know something were to happen to Lamb. But fuck that going eight. out kind of kills it. But so they're eight, saying they're saying, they're saying only four weeks now. That was oh. that was the latest four weeks. That's that changes it because that was an interesting thing because then you you just you have to wonder if it was eight weeks. Can you just drop Tolbert? Because I'm sure that was a question a lot of people had. Like, do I hold on to him, or is he not? If he is there a chance he does nothing for eight weeks, which is a possibility. With I don't know who they're going to bring in. I was kind of hoping they could talk like Ryan Fitzpatrick out of retirement or something to come play quarterback for them. Not but if it's only man. four weeks, it's probably going to be Cooper Rush. It's magic <laughs> would be incredible. <laughs> oh yeah, you just pepper lamb fifteen <laughs> times a game, basically. So. Oh man, that would be fucking great. Yeah, it sure would. It sure <laughs> would for sure. Or Jimmy G, they would have. They're not going to trade him to the Cowboys. Well, no. they don't have to say. Never mind. They don't get to say anymore. So that's I forgot. It's basically Jimmy G who decides where he's going now. So that could change things. If they finally got an offer for him, they kind of got screwed. I think on that soldier, the when he had surgery that killed his trade value. I don't think it was necessarily had to do with keeping a security blanket for Lance. I think they did try to trade him, and that surgery kind of hindered him. But they were able to take their cap hit down by restructuring that contract, and therefore now Jimmy G has the no trade clause, so he could pick where he wants to go. 
Yeah, I think I think ultimately he's he's there for the long haul this year. They, Might I be. I don't know that they, they trust Lance yet, especially after this game. But that was a wet, sloppy ass game. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to judge. But you're you're going to Florida in the morning. We'll let yep. you. Uh, we'll we'll let you get out of here, Mike. Dog, you got anything else for us before we roll? I just want to say, um, fuck your teams, both you guys. I I do. I root for you guys. I I have. We talk fantasy so much now. I don't have like I don't have no shares of CD Lamb. But when Dak got hurt, I was like, oh fuck. Like I, you know what I mean? I was like, obviously it hurt for me. I have him in a share, but I was thinking of you guys at CD Lamb. I have no shares of him. I'm so emotionally invested in your guys' squads because we talk fantasy so much now. I hate it. And I just want to say that. Tim told me I'm the only guy in America that cares about anybody else's fantasy team. <laughs> but just know that I do care. You're a lot nicer than I am. What I what I basically said was after the drafts are over with, no one gives a fuck about your fantasy team. You could talk about it. Talk about your team all day. I'll I'll listen <laughs> or feign interest, but it doesn't mean that I fucking care. That's just kind of how it is, especially us people who are in like eight, nine. 10 11 leagues i don't even care about six to seven leagues that i'm actually in of my own let alone fucking your league at this point but i digress check your waiver wires yeah get on there now because don't forget you'd be surprised sometimes you you might think you have no shot at a guy because if it's just waiver and you have like eight number eight priorities sometimes you think you don't have a shot at a guy with you get them. So make yep. sure you get them in. Seven other guys feel the same way. <laughs> you could salvage your season. All That's right. not the end of the world. We can You could fix that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Dak. There's a million quarterbacks out there. I'll go fucking <laughs> find one, dude. I fucking put 15. Sucks, though, because he, I did expect a big year from him. So it was one of those things where, like, all right, well, now we got to stream. Now it makes just life yeah. a little harder, but. Yeah, I put 15 fab on Wentz. If I get Wentz, I get him. If I don't, I don't. Like, I'm not going to fucking trip about it. I'll save my fab and hope a fucking running back pops up like fucking week 14 and fucking rip into it then. But I don't fucking give a shit about uh, – I'll find a quarterback. That's the glory of fantasy football. There's, there's a waiver ad every week. There's somebody to get every single week. They might not be sexy, but there's somebody that you can get and plug in. Yeah, like a Dearness Johnson last year. Like if you yep. got the, if you got the fab, dude, fucking drop it. And he paid off. I think he put up like twenty eight and twenty two in the two weeks he played. So, ah, it's a hypothetical. Anyways, actually, just that's a good point. So now you just brought that up. You, it's not fab related, but if you do have the number one priority, the question probably a lot of people are asking themselves is: Is this the week to probably use it? Um, no, I don't no, think I would. I don't think yeah. there's anyone out there. Um, in, in my opinion, not yet. Not for the number one. I don't, there's just not that game changer yet to me. I think you can, you could hold off on that one. Awesome. Streets, any last tidbits before we get out of here? No. Good luck, everyone. Hope everybody has a healthy week. We don't want to see any more injuries. Let's get back to week three and uh, hopefully talk no crazy injuries. You know, eight-week injuries, it's the worst part of the game. Yep, absolutely. Well, 
Mike Dog, thanks for joining. Uh, if you guys want to check out, if you listen to this by Thursday, me and Mike will be back on to do our predictions. Spoiler alert, I beat him the week one. It ain't probably going to happen often, but I got him week one, baby. And I just beat Streets and Fantasy Baseball playoffs. I'm fucking bragging all over the place right now. Let's fucking go. And that's just having I'll, a week of his life. It'll never, that's something that'll never happen again either. So I'll fucking take it where I can fucking get it, baby. But. Uh, streets, it was a fucking pleasure. I hope I did you justice. I hope the show is good. Uh, Roto Slappers, right here on Floor Slapper Sports YouTube, floorslappersports.com, all audio platforms, video visionaries, global media network. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Good luck on your fantasy weekends. Fuck your teams.